Hello, listeners. My name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA. And for people who have not heard the Real People USA podcast, we talk about three things. The first thing we talk about is uh, small business ownership uh, through capitalism and entrepreneurism. The second thing we do is we help boost uh, GOP, Republican, conservative uh, political campaigns through podcasting. And the third thing we talk about are just general topics that we feel are interesting uh, to the public. And so that's what we do at the Real People USA podcast. Now, today's podcast episode and the connected blog article, which can be found at realpeeps.wixsite.com slash RPUSA. And I believe you can get there also by uh, typing in realpeopleusa.org, but I'll check that link to make sure it works. But today's podcast episode is titled June 15th, 2021, A Day of Infamy, the day California morons obeyed the governor and took off their mask. Now, when you hear the word infamy, if you were like I was back maybe when I was like 12 years old, when we were talking about the uh, the Pearl Harbor bombing, I didn't know what the word infamy meant. I thought infamy was a was a great word. It was exciting. It was about something that was joyous and happy and, uh, you know, just a lot of excitement and happiness. But the word infamy is the opposite. It's sad. It's depressing. It's it marks a, a terrible moment in in whatever that timeline is being looked at. So that's why I called today, June 15th, 2021. And it's 3.43 in the morning in California. So I wanted to do this podcast episode so everyone can hear it today, June 15th, a day of infamy. The day California morons obeyed the governor and took off their mask. So people listening to this uh, may say, well, you sound like an anti-vaxxer. And just for the record, I have a military shot record that's probably longer than most civilians, uh, uh, you know, dates and times that they've taken the flu shot. So please don't go there with that because I've been taking shots in the military in a 12 year military career. I probably have taken, I would say like 20 to 25 shots uh, in the arm uh, while serving in the military in a combat unit. And by the way, that that covers about maybe 22 countries that I've been in. So not an anti-vaxxer, but this whole COVID thing just smells like uh, it smells like like an like an old suit that's been in storage without any mothballs. That's what it that's what it smells like. So let's start with the podcast episode. I just wanted to get that out there. So I guess the COVID-19 virus team Uh, probably out of China and Governor Newsom's team of state and county public health officials, they must have signed an agreement that COVID-19 would stop infecting Californians at 11.59 p.m. June 14th, 2021, which was about four hours ago. And this is the only conclusion that I can come up with. 
Hopefully other states have pending agreements to get COVID-19 to shut down on a specific date like our witty California governor did. Now I know the word moron sounds pretty condescending to some people. Maybe 50% of the public or perhaps 50 million of the 130 million people who did not vote for Donald Trump think I'm, I'm arrogant or using the word moron uh, in a bad way. I'm using the word moron from a relatively informative position to identify people who mindlessly believed everything the mainstream media broadcasts night after night compared to people like me who researched this entire coronavirus scam from day one. The people I have no issue with are the ones who will continue wearing masks after June 15th. Some people, like the ones that will wear masks after June 15th, are just willing to believe whatever, ad infinitum. I'm just happy no one said Californians had to step in horse crap to bend the COVID-19 curve because you probably would have seen a lot of people with a lot of dirty, stinking shoes. And as of the date of this blog article and linked podcast episode, 80 million out of 130 million people, which are probably Trump supporters, including some Democrat crossovers, now know about Dr. Fauci's lies about the virus. That is, if you believe China actually spread the virus. I have my opinion about how the virus spread, which I will not discuss at this current date. Time will reveal the truth in a few months. Fauci's web of lies go back to 2016-2017 when he said on a video, and I'm paraphrasing, a virus will hit the world in 2020. Then there was Event 201, which was a global meeting held in the fall of 2019 to quote-unquote prepare the world for an upcoming pandemic. Then there is Bill Gates' ongoing affinity towards creating viruses since he lost his Microsoft antitrust lawsuit with then-Democrat Attorney Janet Reno busting his chops. And people in Africa and India know how effective or ineffective Gates' previous vaccines were to these countries. Maybe the guy who planted a pie in Gates' face outside the courthouse that day and he losing his monopoly to dominate software and hardware made Gates want to get revenge against the American people. Who knows? Here are my questions which caused me to grow very skeptical of the COVID-19 pandemic or scamdemic or govdemic, which I call the government-demic. If the virus spread to America in 2019, like people were talking about very early on, and then it was March 2020, where were all the dead bodies that should have been present over a four-month period? How come the numbers of people with the flu dropped to zero? Why were the hospitals with people in line with COVID-19 turn out to be crisis actors? Why were the hospitals overwhelmed on one day when the mainstream media cameras were rolling? Then the very next day, the hospital had no one being admitted. And this happened in multiple cities in America and several cities in the United Kingdom. 
why was a hospital filmed with using a respirator on a dummy with a black nurse attending the dummy, which was supposed to be a COVID patient on a respirator? The dummy had a rubber mouth and webbed hands. Why were there six to seven military hospital ships located in major metropolitan areas in New York and Los Angeles and Seattle and other cities and hardly no COVID patients were admitted? Why did Fauci change the mask requirements over and over and over again? Fauci originally said that masks did not offer any protection against the virus. Then he changed his mind and said masks help slow the spread. Now, mind you, the COVID-19 virus molecule is one one thousandth the size of a hole in cloth fabric mask. Plus, you cannot stop a virus. Here's a definition of the word virus that comes from uh, Webster. For most viral infections, treatments can only help with symptoms while you wait for your immune system to fight off the virus. Even the CDC said that most people through the age of 80 had a 95 to 98 percent chance of not dying from COVID-19. And children have approximately zero chance of dying from COVID. Why did the children miss almost one year of school and now are being forced to wear masks in some states? Maybe this is what they talked about in the event 201 meeting. And here's another thing that I just thought of. What about this word asymptomatic? Now I looked up this word in the New England Medical Journal and back in May of 2020, the New England Medical Journal said that the word asymptomatic does not exist for COVID-19 uh, situations. It said asymptomatic was more so for people who were in nursing homes and already had like respiratory issues and then another type of illness would come in and, uh, and that would harm those patients. But it wasn't anything to do with the coronavirus. Why did states like California only report the number of positive test cases like 4,000 per day or 6,700 per day or 2,000 per day, but did not report the total number of people tested like 400,000 per day? The ratio of 4,000 to 400,000 is about 1 out of 400, or 0.0025, or 0.25%, or 25 people testing positive out of 10,000 people tested. I really believe state and county public health officials made up these damn numbers daily to again scare the people and keep businesses shut down. Did California really test that many people? Where were the long lines of people being tested? California has 40 million residents. That would be a logistical nightmare to test all the people that California claimed it tested. Plus, where are all the people getting the vaccines? Again, California has 40 million people. It would be a logistical nightmare to give vaccines to the number of people that California claims it has given vaccines to. I never saw any lines of people getting tested or getting vaccines in San Francisco, Los Angeles, or Sacramento. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they were all tested, 
and maybe all the vaccines were given in San Diego because I did not go there. Why were we told that viruses die in the summer months like the flu virus, but the lockdowns and business shutdowns continued in the summer months when the temperatures were 95, 100 degrees, 105 degrees in some areas of California? Why did COVID-19 specimens get analyzed at PCRs at 35 cycles and higher? PCRs or polymerase chain reaction is a method widely used to rapidly make millions to billions of copies of a specific DNA sample, allowing scientists to take a very small sample of DNA and amplify it to a large enough amount to study in detail. PCR was invented in 1983 by American biochemist Carrie Mullins at Cetus Corporation. The word associated with CPR is copy, not test. Physicians who understand PCRs have said that at 35 testing cycles, an earthworm or a stuffed animal can test positive for COVID-19. In other words, it appears that the COVID tests were rigged for many people to test positive, even though being infected with COVID was probably untrue. And why did Carrie Mullis, the American biochemist, die August 7, 2019, right before COVID-19 hit the world? There is talk that Carrie Mullis was not a big fan of Big Pharma. Do your own research on this topic. It seems suspicious to me. Why were respected doctors' opinions shunned and trashed when they recommended proven alternative prophylaxis like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin? Why did Simone Gold, a veteran ER physician in Los Angeles, get fired when she pushed back on stopping people not getting available COVID-19 alternative treatment? Why was Stella Emanuel, a native of Cameroon who attended medical school in Nigeria and owner of a medical clinic in Houston, why was she vilified and her track record of using HCQ in Africa disregarded? I know people in Africa who have been using HCQ for decades to fight malaria. My daughter-in-law is from Uganda, and she was upset how the socialist medical professionals in America were talking negatively about HCQ. Then, after Democrats cheated in the November 2020 election, the socialist U.S. physicians and the media acknowledged that HCQ, ivermectin, and azithromycin are indeed effective in stopping infection and improving the health of people even patients on respirators. It seems that these three proactive drugs were disregarded so the emergency use authorization could be activated. From what I heard, if there were any alternatives to COVID vaccines, then the emergency use authorization would not be approved. And there's more. The CDC, which is not an elected body nor a government agency, published the COVID-19 symptoms which surprisingly matched influenza symptoms, except for one difference, loss of taste. Every other symptom like high fever, chills, sweating, nausea, diarrhea, were the same in the COVID and flu lists. So you mean to say that the country was shut down for an illness matching the flu, except for loss of taste? Really? 
throughout this entire COVID-19 scare, I did not know one person, including older family members in their 80s and 90s who got sick. The truth is my relatives have been healthy their entire lives. Their immune systems are working quite well. Unfortunately, I do know two people who are close friends who have had family members die after getting vaccinated. And I know another 10 people who suffered significant reactions after vaccinations. There were many reports of people getting sick and dying after getting vaccinated. Why doesn't the mainstream media report on these negative vaccination outcomes? What did Governor Cuomo say about staying shut down and locked down? Cuomo said, and I quote, one life lost to COVID-19 is one life too many, close quote. Well, I wonder what Cuomo thinks about many people dying, approximately 4,000 in the U.S., according to the VAERS website, that's V-A-E-R-S website, and hundreds of thousands of people dying worldwide from these vaccinations. Isn't one person dying from a vaccine one life too many, to use the same logic as Cuomo used? Governor DeSantis of Florida and several other highly intellectual governors who followed the science opened their states for business. The state of South Dakota pretty much stayed open the entire time. Governor DeSantis investigated PCR testing and learned something to cause him to open the state of Florida for business. I'm done. Like I said at the beginning, Californians will find this government-induced freedom on June 15th, 2021. But in the back of my mind, I see another shutdown coming from these mysterious variants. I wonder if there will be a San Francisco variant or an East L.A. variant or a Rancho San Bernardo variant or a Santa Monica variant. We shall see. Take care. My name is Rick, the founder of Real People USA. Make it a great day.